In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can you imagine living without water? No more brushing your teeth, no more taking showers, no more clean clothes or dishes. And to top it off, the thing that would probably get your attention and grab every ounce of your strength, just think about how thirsty you would get. You can't live without water. There's great power in water for sustaining and restoring life. How tragic that when life-giving substance is not offered to someone because they are different, how tragic to think that that might be. I want to read you. I'm going to do something different today. I read you a story this morning. It's a true story. True story of water and love to help us think about how God brings all of this together in our baptism. Bear with me if you've heard this story before. God bless you. Try to listen with new ears. If you haven't, uh, please enjoy. And I'm going to read the story so that it comes out the way it was written. It's, it's powerful, very powerful. Story is called A Sandpiper to Bring You Joy by Robert Peterson. She was six years old when I first met her on the beach where I live. I drive to this beach a distance of three or four miles whenever the world begins to close in on me. She was building a sandcastle or something and looked up, her eyes as blue as the sea. Hello, she said. I answered with a nod, not really in the mood to be bothered with a small child. I'm building, she said. I see that. What is it? I asked, not really caring. Oh, I don't know. I just like the feel of the sand. That sounds good, I thought, and flipped off my shoes a sandpiper glided by. That's a joy, the child said. It's a what? It's a joy. My mama says sandpipers come to bring us joy. The bird went gliding down the beach. Goodbye, joy, I muttered to myself. Hello, pain, and turned to walk on. I was depressed. My life seemed completely out of balance. What's your name? She wouldn't give up. Robert, I answered. I'm Robert Peterson. Mine's Wendy. I'm six. Hi, Wendy. She giggled. You're funny, she said. In spite of my gloom, I laughed too and walked on. Her musical giggle followed me. Come again, Mr. P, she called. We'll have another happy day. The days and weeks that followed belonged to others. A group of unruly Boy Scouts, PTA meetings, an ailing mother. The sun was shining one morning as I took my hands out of the dishwater. I need a sandpiper, I said to myself, gathering up my coat. 
The ever-changing balm of the seashore awaited me. The breeze was chilly, but I strode along, trying to recapture the serenity I needed. I had forgotten the child and was startled when she appeared. Hello, Mr. P, she said. Do you want to play? What do you have in mind, I asked, with a twinge of annoyance. I don't know, you say. How about charades, I asked sarcastically. The tinkling laughter burst forth again. I don't know what that is. Then let's just walk. Looking at her, I noticed a delicate fairness of her face. Where do you live, I asked. Over there, she pointed toward a row of summer cottages. Strange, I thought, in winter. Where do you go to school? I don't go to school. Mummy says we're on vacation. She chattered little girl talk as we strolled up the beach, but my mind was on other things. When I left for home, Wendy said it had been a happy day. Feeling surprisingly better, I smiled at her and agreed. Three weeks later, I rushed to my beach in a state of near panic. I was in no mood to even greet Wendy. I thought I saw her mother on the porch and felt like demanding she keep her child at home. Look, if you don't mind, I said crossly when Wendy caught up with me, I'd rather be alone today. She seemed unusually pale and out of breath. Why, she asked. I turned to her and shouted, because my mother died, and thought, oh my, why was I saying this to a little child? Oh, she said quietly, then this is a bad day. Yes, I said, and yesterday and the day before, and oh, go away. Did it hurt, she inquired. Did what hurt? I was exasperated with her, with myself, when she died. Of course it hurt, I snapped, misunderstanding, wrapped up in myself. I strode off. A month or so after that, when I went next to the beach, she wasn't there. Feeling guilty, ashamed, and admitting to myself I missed her, I went up to the cottage after my walk and knocked at the door. A drawn-looking young woman with honey-colored hair opened the door. Hello, I said. I'm Robert Peterson. I missed your little girl today and wondered where she was. Oh, yes, Mr. Peterson, please come in. Wendy spoke of you so much. I'm afraid I allowed her to bother you. If she was a nuisance, please accept my apologies. Not at all. She's a delightful child, I said, suddenly realizing that I meant it. Where is she? Wendy died last week, Mr. Peterson. She had leukemia. Maybe she didn't tell you. Struck dumb, I groped for a chair. My breath caught. She loved this beach. So when she asked to come, we couldn't say no. She seemed so much better here and had a lot of what she called happy days. But the last few weeks, 
she declined rapidly. Her voice faltered. She left something for you, if only I can find it. Could you wait a moment while I look? I nodded stupidly, my mind racing for something to say to this lovely young woman. She handed me a smeared envelope with Mr. P printed in bold, childish letters. Inside was a drawing in bright crayon hues, a yellow beach, a blue sea, and a brown bird. Underneath was carefully printed a sandpiper to bring you joy. Tears welled up in my eyes and my heart that had almost forgotten to love opened wide. I took Wendy's mother in my arms. I'm so sorry, so sorry, I muttered over and over and we wept together. The precious little picture, Mr. Peterson concludes, is framed now and hangs in his study. Six words, one for each year of her life, that speak of harmony, courage, undemanding love. A gift from a child with sea-blue eyes and hair the color of sand, who taught him the gift of love. Harmony, courage, undemanding love. Can't we all use some of that? When the days and weeks fill up with a group of unruly Boy Scouts, PTA meetings, or an ailing mother, or whatever else seems to fill your days that drains the energy of life from you, hindering your love, love for yourself, love for others, remember Jesus baptism. The sinless Son of God did not need to be baptized, but he was out of love for us to save us from our sins, to give us light and hope and life even in the face of death. Remember that Jesus was baptized, that he lived so that he might suffer, that he suffered so that he might die, that he died so that he might rise to give life to all, to all, all colors, all shapes and sizes, all temperaments, all ages. Jesus was baptized so that our baptism would have the power that he promised, the power of love, God's love, that gives us that forgiveness of sins we so desperately need, that gives us life everlasting and God's great grace to see us through each moment of each day here and now. You see, this isn't just a nice story. It's the greatest reality of all because Jesus, who was baptized for us, now lives and reigns for us in love to empower our love so that we can all have sandpiper days, happy days, living in the power of that gift of baptism that is now ours. So what's next? 
next chapter, find someone who can use some harmony, courage, or understanding, understanding love. Seek out someone who needs your care and share that wonderful love that you have been given by God, God himself, in your baptism. It'll make a difference in their life. It'll make a difference in yours, too. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.